Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, I want to welcome any new listeners out there. Thanks for checking us out. Okay, on to today's show. My guest is Simona Zaino. Although she's originally from Italy, she's based in Dublin, Ireland. In 2004, she and her partner, Hernan Katvin, established Compadrito Tango, where they teach multiple tango classes and host a number of events. Simona has taught and performed all over Europe, the U.S., and New Zealand. She's also collaborated with a huge number of events, including acting and choreographing the opera Maria de Buenos Aires, which was staged at the Cork Opera House. In addition to appearing in television and radio programs and having performed in a multitude of dance and music festivals, she also founded the International Tango Festival in Ireland, a yearly nonprofit event that draws world-class tango pros, musicians, and tango aficionados from all over the world. And with me now is Simona Saino. Simona, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, yeah. All right, just to jump right into things, Simona, uh, let's take us back to the beginning of your, your tango adventure. How did you fall in love with this dance? Well, I was actually familiar with the dance already because it's uh, it's very popular in my country. I'm originally from Italy, mm. uh, although I live in Ireland now. And it's always been very popular. Music is very popular as well. Okay. Uh, there's a very strong connection between Italian culture and tango, tango music and dance. Mm-hmm. For Italians, it's probably just something familiar you know it's familiar to us mm-hmm. yeah so can you describe your very first tango lesson i actually started dancing here in uh, in ireland okay. uh, this is a long time ago uh, uh-huh. about uh, 16 17 years ago mm-hmm. it was a friend that brought me to the first tango class uh-huh. and i could say i fell in love with it but as i said i was already i i, I was very familiar with the dance so i knew that i would love it i had wanted to start dancing for a long time so yeah. What was your very first dance at a malanga like? Beautiful and magical experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't, I remember I wasn't really sure what I was doing because it was after my first class, mm-hmm. but I didn't care. I was just so happy and you know, just connected with somebody else and the mm-hmm. embrace was absolutely magical. So, oh, nice. uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nice that it was, a, it was a good experience. I know uh, some of our previous interviewees, they recall, um, it's funny now, but when they look back, but they recall being totally terrified or, or such, but it's kind of nice to hear that <laughs> oh, no. magic from the beginning. Oh yes, it was. It was. Uh, no, you're right. Actually, I hear yeah. I hear that from people a lot. But really, what I clearly remember is that I didn't care about the steps. I was so uh, uh, I was taken by the the, the, the connection with mm-hmm. my dance partner that I, I, as I said, I didn't even know what I was doing. I didn't care really, yeah. <laughs> and the music as well. So right. beautiful. Yeah, so it's funny. Even though people love it or they get scared in the beginning, it's it's wonderful when that tango bug bites you and you get you get addicted. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Simone, I want to to change gears a little bit to a turning points in our learning. So you stuck with tango. You start getting you know more and more experience. So can you describe some really good or some memorable advice that you've gotten from some of your own teachers that you still carry with you today? I can't remember anything in particular, but I do remember what I remember from my first, one of my first lessons with uh, Carlos and Maria Rivarola. Mm-hmm. You've probably heard of them. You've oh, yeah, absolutely. Them. 
beautiful, beautiful lesson. I absolutely loved it. I just love the uh, intensity, actually, of the dance when they were demonstrating mm-hmm. uh, the steps and the sequences and the connection. I absolutely loved it. I love the way they were interpreting the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is actually what I've read, yeah, what, what stayed with me over the years. Not so much, not the practical advice, mm-hmm. but more the the feeling in the dance, the intensity of the mm-hmm. of the dance. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, and that's that was a fantastic experience. My first experience, you know, with, with uh, professional teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point you bring up about about connection. I know we, we use that word a lot as as teachers, but it's so important. And I know that a lot of beginning students they get caught up in technique, they get caught up in like you said, the practical elements. So, uh, how did you start to focus more on that feeling? Was there anything that that you probably maybe discovered over the course of a dance or was there something some kind of advice that someone gave you about really focusing on feeling rather than the practical elements no i guess i well i i had already i'm a, I'm a dancer um mm-hmm. i had already danced other uh, styles before go and the reason why I, I love dancing is the connection with the music being able to express myself ah. through the music okay so that's that's always been with me mm-hmm. and that's i guess the reason why i focused so much on on the on the on the connection of the feeling in the dance mm. and the emotions you get from the music. Now, having said that, I I think you know technique is very important in tango, and so mm. when I when I teach when we teach with my dance partner, we always work on on the technique as well. But I wouldn't just focus on technique because at the end of the day, dancing is moving to the music, interpreting the music through your body. So mm. once you have the technique, the, the technique is just there to facilitate this expression. Mm-hmm. You need you need a good balance between the two. That's really uh, what I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you can't get the feeling without the technique. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you just focus on technique, then it's just uh, it's it becomes very mechanical. Mm-hmm. So back in two thousand four, Simone, is when you and Hernan started Compadrito Tango, and you spend a good amount of time each year traveling to teach. So what are some things you really love about? about traveling and, and going to different places to meet other type of folks? Well, I, I love traveling in general because it's a, it's an opportunity for me to discover different cultures, different mm. people, different places. So that's definitely interesting in general terms. Yeah. Specifically from the tango point of view, it's interesting how as a teacher you have to present the same the material in a very different way mm. when you're talking to, when you're dealing with people that come from a different country. Mm-hmm. A different way, you know, different culture, different way of thinking, mm-hmm. a different way of uh, moving as well. I find, oh, you know, really? in some countries like Italy, for example, mm-hmm. people may be more comfortable with using their body uh, to to dance, to move, to connect. Mm-hmm. And in other countries, like in Ireland, for example, when I first came here, mm-hmm. uh, people were quite shy. Mm. Uh, they felt very clumsy, so it, it took a lot longer to make them feel comfortable mm. in, the, in the dance, especially when they were dancing with somebody else, you know, embracing somebody else. Mm. Uh, so it's interesting, you know, for, for me it's a, it's, an, it's a great exercise being able to present the material in an effective way to people that come from different cultures. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. You just, you just reminded me of a time when, when I was first learning close embrace. I was very shy, but there were some ladies from, I think they were from Italy, yeah, where they were, had no issues with personal space. So it was very natural to them and where someone like me, I'm a little, need my personal space, but yeah, I, I got over it. <laughs> yeah. 
personal space. We don't have personal space, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, that, that's a really great thing that you bring about, about cultural differences. But, but despite many cultural differences, so many people around the world are drawn to tango. So in your experience, in your opinion, what is it about this dance that really inspires and, and attracts people from so many different backgrounds? It's probably down to the, being able to communicate with somebody else through your body without, you know, without using words. It's the nonverbal communication aspects of it that is interesting. Mm -hmm. Every time I teach beginners, absolute beginners, people find it absolutely fascinating, the fact that she can communicate with somebody else without speaking. Mm -hmm. The fact that she can, you know, you, you can indicate, you can lead and follow without speaking. Yeah. They're absolutely fascinated by it. Mm -hmm. And initially, I think it's scary for them, but then they eventually, they, they probably think that they probably feel it's something natural. That mm -hmm. they have rediscovered. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think this is what it is. And it's you know it's really regardless of the culture you 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 belong to, mm -hmm. where you come from. Body language is amazing, and all of us. Yeah. It's great how Tango <laughs> brings out that common ground in all of us. Yeah. So I wanted to move on a little bit to uh, to community and students. So in your opinion, Simona, <laughs> what are some good ways for advanced students to help beginner students? Well, definitely offering beginners to dance at the milonga mm -hmm. we always encourage our experienced dancers to welcome the beginners by offering a dance by you know chatting to them at the milonga just to make them feel comfortable i think this is important mm -hmm. creating a, a friendly atmosphere in the milonga mm -hmm. where everybody feels welcome regardless of their level of dancing because at the end of the day tango is a social dance it's about creating a community mm -hmm. And creating a community, is, it's not just about your the quality of your dancing. It's about setting the right atmosphere where people welcome. Mm -hmm. So this is very important. So that I think advanced dancers should always welcome beginners by offering a dance and also by, you know, chatting to them, mm -hmm. maybe, you know, sharing their experience, giving mm -hmm. up advice, really. Yeah. as well you yeah. know if they, they feel that it's appropriate mm -hmm. why not just like like you would do in any community mm -hmm. in any community group yeah and i think that's that's yeah. important i mean with the beginners they don't they they only know a few steps but that's all it really takes to to have a fun time you know especially when mm -hmm. you're dealing with a beginner follower i don't know if you if you find this as well it's just hey getting them out there just doing just that walk making them feel like yes. they can do this yeah yeah yes absolutely and you could, do, you could do exactly the same with beginners, uh, with beginner le uh, leaders. Mm -hmm. Personally, as a teacher, I don't have any problem dancing with beginners. You know, if they invite me, I'm absolutely happy to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a great way of making them feel welcoming, uh, welcomed again. And, you know, and, and maybe just to help them, just to support and develop their confidence on the, on the dance floor. Mm -hmm. So in all your years of, of teaching, Simona, what have you learned from your own students? Mm -hmm. Oh, I learn actually every time I teach a class. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. I was just, uh, I mentioned before, presenting the material in different ways to different people, mm -hmm. but actually, you know, to different people from different cultures. But actually, sometimes it happens even here in Ireland, you know, different people mm -hmm. from the same culture, from the same country. But I, I just have to, you know, present the material in a different way. And mm -hmm. as I do that, I also discovered different, uh, different aspects in the dance that, mm -hmm. I hadn't, that, I, that I hadn't thought about before. This is interesting because it makes my job so varied. 
maybe you know mm-hmm. people think oh you've been teaching the same thing for the past 16 years but actually i haven't <laughs> <laughs> the material is the same but the way i present it and the people i deal with are always different so mm-hmm. every time i teach it's a different completely different class ah. <laughs> because the people in the class are different yeah it's nice how yeah. how it never really gets old <laughs> yeah so uh simona what was your very first tango performance like uh, it was a street festival mm-hmm. and it was absolutely amazing because you had all these people you know standing just on the side of the street and mm-hmm. uh, you know cheering at us it was beautiful it was amazing i loved it and mm-hmm. and you know it wasn't a theater so we were dancing on on the tarmac uh, which is quite hard. It's, oh, yeah. it's quite hard as a dance floor, uh-huh. but it was absolutely amazing. Just all those people around and fantastic. Mm-hmm. Great, mm-hmm. great. I love it. We also that, of course, then, you know, with the performances in theaters as well, which are way more formal. Yeah. They're scary, but I love, I love live performances mm-hmm. um, because you get this, uh, the, the, the amazing energy you get from the audience as well. Yeah. Yeah. So just really just just kind of a random question about that first performance. Do you remember the the particular song you were dancing to? And the first one dance was Libertango. Oh, that's It's an unusual one to dance. It yeah. was <laughs> very long and very hard. Yeah. <laughs> very hard to dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but I, I love actually Casola is, is one of my favorite composers. Ah. No, it's not traditional tango, but still I, I love I absolutely love Casola. Mm-hmm. And uh, a few years ago we um we danced and choreographed Opera Maria de Buenos Aires mm-hmm, in right. uh, in the Cork Opera House here in Ireland, mm-hmm. and it really was my dream come true. Come wow. true because I, I absolutely love Getzola. So mm-hmm. it was, we worked on it for a month, and it was just absolutely amazing. It was a dream, really. Mm-hmm. It was just a... Okay, how, how do you keep challenging yourself to to improve? I love dance of different types of music. Mm-hmm. So it could be you know traditional tango, but also more contemporary styles of tango. Mm-hmm. And also trying different dynamics mm-hmm. within the dance. So while respecting the general set of rules, you know, leading, following tango, I, I like to try different dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, so we often do that with Hernan. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it works and mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't. The result is not always appealing from, let's say, from a tango point of view. Sometimes we push it a little bit too far. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to come back within the, you know, within the, the tango boundaries. But mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it works and it's lovely mm. and it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's a way of adding you know, new elements to, to the dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there something perhaps new that you've learned within the last couple months? Perhaps a new figure or a new way of looking at uh, a figure or technique? Not particularly um, new from the point of view of teaching, maybe. So for the past few weeks, we have been working with our with our students. We have been working on simplifying actually the dancing mm. and working a little bit more on the musicality using simple elements. Oh, okay. so rather than making things more complex, we're actually trying to make to make things simpler mm. for more musical using basic elements in tango. Just to show really students how you can create, you can be creative with a few things, with basic elements. You don't have to be, you don't have to do acrobatic stuff to be, to be creative. Yeah, this, for me personally, maybe you found this as well. I I just found that slowing down actually has been, (laughs) has helped my dancing a lot. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes, it's, it's something that people find, find really hard, actually. I find that a lot of times when people come to the classes, 
they want to learn more sequences and more and more and more sequences and then when they dance they just do they just execute one sequence after the next and it's wow. it's very hard because when you watch them it looks like like a neurotic dance <laughs> there's no there's no pauses there's there's no slowing down it's like doing 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 yeah. doing all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, we, you know, we always have to stress that pauses are also part of the dance it's like when you're when you're talking to somebody the tone of your voice changes the speed of your of your talk changes mm-hmm. and you add pauses you stop you know you reflect and then start speaking again and in dancing is exactly the same thing hmm. so um working with hernan so were you yeah. both did you suppose start tango together or were you both already uh quite experienced dancers when you started oh no hernan is actually hernan started earlier he oh, okay. started started Argentina I started mm. after him I had already studied dance uh, I, I did uh, modern dance so I started tango after after meeting Hernan yes okay okay did you uh, click right away with his t- style of dancing at the time or did it take some adjusting no it was quite comfortable to dance with him straight away nice. now we fight a lot right <laughs> which is quite funny mm-hmm. <laughs> we practice and it's it's quite it's an interesting dynamic actually because we love dancing together and we dance very well together and people love the way we dance together they say oh it's so beautiful and so flowy and Mm -hmm. you're just so together when you dance Mm -hmm. and it's amazing because when we work and when we practice there's a lot of fighting going on (laughs) so it's Mm -hmm. it's it's amazing i mean not not serious fights yeah we just fight over here Things that you know, discussions about how things should be done or not done. Yeah, uh, but eventually it all comes together in the dance, and it is beautiful, and you really feel that harmony. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, it's always fun it's to fun. talk about the the partner dynamics. I know that sometimes some one partner yes. will really appreciate, say, more melodic movements, while the other is a little <laughs> bit more partial to rhythmic, and then they have to sometimes reconcile yes. that. And absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, it's all, it's human, you know, and, mm-hmm. and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong about, you know, discussing and having, and having small fights about steps or sequences or, you know, yeah. the approach to work. Mm-hmm. It's all part of the creative, you know, when you're creating something, mm-hmm. it can be chaotic a bit. <laughs> and then you have two strong personalities as well. That doesn't help. <laughs> but then you need two strong personalities when you're dancing, you know, mm-hmm. when you're performing. So it's it's normal. I think it's normal. It's yeah. human. All right, Simona. So what are some future projects you're working on? Future projects. We're concentrating a bit here in Ireland. We're concentrating a bit more on community projects, actually. So we're working with a school in a disadvantaged area of Dublin. I can't really give the details yet sure, because sure. We, we haven't finalized the details of the project. But anyway, we're working with kids from a, a school in a disadvantaged area mm-hmm. of Dublin. Mm-hmm. And the idea is to put together a, a music video oh, where nice. the kids are going to dance tango and possibly they're going to sing as well in mm. Spanish. So that would be nice. Yeah, so that's our next project. Yeah, sounds very challenging but worthwhile. Yeah, sounds exciting. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's great that you're involved with, with so many, you've been involved with so many different festivals and projects there. And I also want to talk a little bit about the International Tango Festival in Ireland. And how did you, how did you come up with the idea for that? When we started, there was only a small community in Ireland. So actually, the first festival was just a local event. Mm-hmm. And then we realized that people started traveling. This this was happening not just in Ireland, but around Europe. People were traveling from one country to the other to mm. go and dance tango. Mm-hmm. 
and I could see, you know, that there was an interest for for Tangeros and other countries to come to Ireland. So I said, why don't we just make this event bigger and we open it to other people mm-hmm. from outside the country? And also, I wanted the festival to become a showcase of best tango music and dance. So actually, in the first, you know, the first few editions of the festival we had some great dancers and, and musicians that came to ireland ah. we had a, the first edition of the international tango festival we had pablo veron teaching here oh nice and then we had fabian salas and carol Rivero. Mm. we had some great orchestras as well mm. so that all started with the international tango festival just when we decided to make that move from a local event to an international one so we nice. started attracting people from abroad as well yeah great, great. Yeah, now it's an annual event that takes place in the summer? Yes, yes, exactly. Wow, great, great. So as of, as of this recording, you just, last July, I believe, you just finished another one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah the last one was in July, yeah. How'd it go? It was great, actually. Uh, this year, we decided to focus on more on music. I just uh, I just realized uh, in the past um, past couple of years, People have been traveling a lot from our communities as well to take classes in uh, different countries mm-hmm. at different festivals. So I noticed with it, there was a bit of, I'm not sure how, how I could define this, but people were a bit tired within, within our community. They were a bit tired of taking classes, mm. taking workshops. Mm-hmm. There was less interest than the previous years. Okay. So I decided to focus a little bit more on, on music, oh. live music. So we had a fantastic bandoneon player. Nice. Villa Hutula. Mm-hmm. He's originally from Finland, uh, but he's been he travels all around the world wow. to, to play. Yeah, he played with some amazing orchestras mm-hmm. as well over the past few years. He's fantastic. Great. And he's a and he's, he's a beautiful person as well. I've, mm-hmm. I I actually met him when we danced in Maria de Buenos Aires in the mm-hmm. opera. Okay. He was the, the bandoneon player. Oh. So I decided to invite him uh, knew it would make it you know it would make a huge impact and in, in so and it did it did mm-hmm. he, he played with a with a pianist at the, the main milonga in the festival and he also gave a workshop about tango music and the oh, bandoneon nice. and it was so successful we had not just tango people but loads of people that came from nowhere you know people music you know musicians or people that love you know latin music or people that are interested in music in general or different instruments mm-hmm. And they were so excited about it. Nice. So excited. Uh, I, I, I remember I bumped into a couple of people in the street, mm-hmm. people that attended the workshop, and they just, they were still, <laughs> wow, over the moon about the, you know, what they had heard in the, in the workshop. Mm-hmm. So it was extremely successful. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's great how you're able to read how, how people are reacting, and then you're able to, to shift and bring in something new. Yeah, so that's, that's great. Yeah, that's not always easy yes, to do. And I, I find yeah. that a lot of times people, uh, you know, tango dancers focus so much on the dance, but mm. they're not so much in tune with the with the culture or the music. They know yeah. very little about the music. They know mm. very little about the culture. And I right. think it's 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 the teacher's responsibility mm-hmm. to to fill that gap. Yeah, yeah. Because with the music, I mean, I didn't know this until later. You know, there's, it's actually has a very exciting history, and then all the the insights that the musicians have, it, it really makes you listen to the music mm-hmm. quite differently. And yeah. I think it does affect your dancing as well mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah. When you understand a little bit more about the music, in the sense that once you understand the, the, that structure in the music, you can play with it when, when you're dancing. Absolutely. So you can become a bit more creative in your dance. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Simona, this has been a lot of fun. So where do we find out more about you online? 
Right, we are, okay, we have a website, mm-hmm. www.tangofever.net. Okay. And we also have a Facebook page, yep. facebook.com slash tangofever. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the main, two main places where people can find us. All right. And then, of course, if they're in Dublin, they can find us in the Globe Bar in the city center, in Dublin city center. Dublin that's city center. our main base. Okay. Good, good. All right, I'll have all that information in our show notes so people will be able to look you up. Perfect. Everybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome in our middle classes. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I was in London last summer, so one of these days I'll have to come up and see uh-huh. it in Dublin. All right, Simona, thank you again so much for taking the Great. time to speak to me. I know you're super busy. you got a lot of things on your plate, but yes, yeah, it means yes. a lot that you took the time to speak to me. And um, I'm sure the audience will really listen, will really appreciate what you have to say. Well, it was, it was a pleasure for me to share this information and my thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you very much for providing this opportunity for doing so. And sure. Thank you very much for your time. Yeah. And I hope you come and visit us in Dublin. I would love to be there. <laughs> I would love to go. I heard a lot of wonderful things about the city. So I'd love to, love to check you all out. Okay, Simona, thank you again so much. And you have a great day. You too. Okay, another good conversation. And we touched on a number of things, and I really liked how Simona pointed out the need to balance the passion of the dance, of that connection, with good technique. A technique is important, and it's there to facilitate the connection and emotion, as she says. And we can't have too much of one or the other. And another thing that really got my attention was when Simona made the decision to change the format of the annual tango festival that she organizes. She sensed that the community was getting a little tired of the familiar layout of having just workshops and milongas. So she decided to devote much of this year's festival to live music. And she brought in a renowned bandoneon player and emphasized musicality. And that really sparked new interest and inspired the participants into thinking about their dance in a new way. And to expand on that point a little, I think it applies to our dancing as well. A lot of the tango strategies or habits that we currently have, chances are there will come a day when they will not work for us anymore or or not work as well. And there could be several reasons for that. And maybe we've changed as people, or maybe we learned a new concept that's in conflict with what we've been doing all this time. So whatever the reason, our dancing will have to evolve. We'll have to bring new ideas into our dancing. And maybe that will be about learning new technique, or maybe that will involve exploring musicality with more depth. So think about it. Think about what you've been doing. Maybe if it's not working anymore, it's not because you suddenly become a bad dancer. It's because it's time to grow, time to evolve. So thank you again, Simona, for sharing your thoughts and for your time. And as always, thank you listeners out there for taking the time to listen. I really appreciate it. And if you're enjoying the show, please take a few seconds to head on over to SoundCloud, iTunes, or whichever podcasting platform you're using Click the subscribe button and leave a good rating and review. That helps out a lot. All right, that's it for today. You've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon.